0: My name is John, and I'm your host for Dairyland Frights. You know, all my fans out there, uh, we love you. This is the Paranormal uh, (laughs) Podcast about everything creepy, mysterious, and spooky in in the Midwest. And guys, you have a special treat tonight, because I love my fans, and I love my spooky friends. I'm super pumped to have my very special guest with me. Larry Eisler, is that how you pronounce your last name? Yep. Larry? It sure is. Okay. And Dan Norville, is that correct? (laughs) Well, no. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So they are real live paranormal investigators from Expedition Entity. And I highly recommend checking out their video on YouTube. And you guys can tell, obviously, where else you can get uh, You know, you take a look at the videos and all that good stuff. And I'm going to make sure my spooky friends, I put them all share on social media. So you guys can check these out, guys out because they're just really, really good at their jobs and some really spooky stuff. So let's get right into it. Uh, Dan or Larry, whoever wants to go first, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and what interested
1: you in the paranormal? Go ahead, Dan. You always throw this on me. Um, (laughs) So, when I was thirteen, I was I was walking up to our local record store in the little town in uh, northern Illinois that I grew up in, and the town that I grew up in has been around uh, since the eighteen fifties. And as I was walking up there, uh, I noticed a. Shadow figure on the opposite side of the street, keeping pace with me, and he he appeared to be in a drover's coat with a hat. And uh, as as we advanced further, we got to the edge of a building, and he stopped at the edge, turned, and went right through the wall. Wow! Was now,
0: this like? Excuse me, Dan. Is this guy yeah. like the Hat Man? Are you talking about the Hat Man or just the shadow person?
1: It was a shadow. Yeah. um, But, you know, the other side of the street was dark. Maybe he was a full apparition or a Mm -hmm. full person. Because when I see ghosts, I don't see apparitions. When I see something that looks just like you or me. Um, But he was in shadows, so I got to call him a shadow figure. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, our our friend Diet interviewed me last week and we talked about this subject. And I'm going to tell you the same thing that I told her. I think it was a residual thing I was observing. And him oh, keeping sure. pace with me just was probably coincidental. And I think that in his time, he turned and walked into a house that was probably sitting there back in the 1800s. Sure. Sure. And how old were you again, Dan? I, I'm sorry I missed that. Part. I was 13. 13? 13 years old.
0: Wow. That's, that's a heck of an age to see that because... Uh, that's really at a point where, you know, you're younger and stuff and you're really susceptible to things, right. uh, whether it be the paranormal or whatever it might be. So that's that's really cool. I love that. Larry, can you top it? <laughs> mm, I I might be able
2: to. I, I'll leave it up to you okay. if I top it or not. Okay. So right. um, my parents. They they owned an original, like, 100-year-old farmhouse. It was, it was my great-grandparents, and then it kind of rolled down the family, right? Uh, when I was in diapers, they built an addition onto the house, but they still kept the main farmhouse as the core house. Um, so all the bedrooms were added, and I was in one of the add-on bedrooms. Um, as a young child, I refused to sleep in my bedroom. Um completely totally refused to sleep in there i would actually and that's a little embarrassing to say but it's it it's the story Uh, i would sleep in the hallway i'd grab a pillow and a blanket and i'd sleep in the hallway i would not sleep in that room so Mm -hmm. fast forward a, a bunch of years and i'm in high school now and i'm stubborn and you know you know how it goes So I, I, I say, no, I'm, I'm sleeping in the room now. And, and, you know, I essentially forget why apparently, because I just, I'm just sleeping in there now. And my parents had built this really awesome bunk bed that, you know, I'm, I'm six two. So it's tall enough for me to stand under because the under part is a desk. So, you know, the, the railing for this bunk bed is probably every bit of seven feet high. And then it's a seven foot drop to the ground. Ooh. So uh, this was back in the <laughs> day the where, drop. right. <laughs> this was back in the day where there was those 19 inch box TVs. And I had one crammed right. into the corner on a shelf and I'm, I'm laying there in bed watching TV. And this little boy in a red coat does this to the railing oh. and peeks over the seven foot railing.
0: Oh, wow.
2: And all of a sudden, I start remembering why I didn't like sleeping in that room. <laughs> so, um, you know, teenager, I'm stubborn, didn't stop me from sleeping in there. And, and you know, there were times I slept with the light on, which seemed to make it harder to see him. So, okay. you know, that was that was my workaround. Um, okay. Eventually, I joined so- the army. I left the house stayed gone i lived in rockford illinois which is uh on the other side of northern illinois for for many years and once i start getting into the paranormal uh, you know it's yeah. facebook i'm posting about it everybody's starting to realize that i'm doing it and my sister sure. starts asking me questions about the little boy in the red coat that's in her room because my nice. sister had okay. moved into my old room and then, as I started nice. sharing this story, she starts going, "Yeah, I still see him. He's still there. Okay. so, um now my son uh, stays in that room, okay, and he has experiences nothing. It's, I don't, I that, don't know if I, the, if the boy moved on. I don't know if he's in a different part of the house, so but there's nothing going on there
0: i I have two questions for you guys, but before I get to that, have you ever heard about the, the haunted or bunk bed from hell? Have you ever heard that story? The possessed bunk bed? Mm, no. You haven't? Okay. Oh, okay. I'm going to share this really quick, and then I'll send you guys a link, because you're going to love this. Okay. So, in Wisconsin, this was, do you guys remember Unsolved Mysteries with Robert Stack? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, you know, I do coming in that so. No, Larry, no, you too young. <laughs> he's too Dan young. Dan and I know. Well, we know. I'm I'm a little
2: so, on the younger side. Dan's <laughs> old enough to be my dad.
1: <laughs> you know, uh, before so, you go on, John, it's okay, because yeah, yeah. The, the reason Larry's boy doesn't see the ghost is because he's not a yeah. sissy and Larry was. There Sorry, I had to get that out. See, it's, it's fair. That's that's there fair.
0: That's Sorry, fair. I didn't mean so, to cut you off. That, I just had it's no, what No, no, no. No, so this is. Uh, I am. I am not joking. Go on YouTube if you don't believe me. Uh, Unsolved mysteries in the 1980s. There was a story on Unsolved Mysteries about a bunk bed from hell, and this guy. Yeah. And this is crazy. Okay, so this family in Wisconsin they bought this bunk bed from just the second hand. Remember whatever. seeing that? Yep. Okay, right. So. Yep. The kids saw like an evil like witch like mm-hmm. figure that would do what that little boy did, like, and then she would stand in the corner and this bunk bed would like go on fire, but it wasn't like Bernie. It was just like you know uh, uh like cGI fire in a movie, right? Looks like it's mm. fire, but it's yeah. not so long story short, these people who the family eventually just Ooh, booked me. it out, just booked it out of there, right but here's the catch a lot of people thought (laughs) this is my favorite story about wisconsin this is perfect about wisconsin so a priest well really wasn't a priest tried to exercise it he was just the drunk guy from the bar (laughs) so he tried to exercise it he made it worse okay it sounds
2: very wisconsin
0: Yes, yes, <laughs> and then pe- people would right. People would actually just pound on the door and just be like, "Let me see the bunk bed. Show me the witch. Show me the other stuff." So this is the family finally got the heck out of there, and this bunk bed, nobody knows where it is. It just mm. disappeared and it just into this mist of time. Nobody knows where this bunk bed is. And the other thing is, which I think is more funny, is. Everyone's like, well, what happened? Like, did this like the devil make it? Like, why a bunk bed? And if you see the bunk bed, I'll send it to you guys. If you see the bunk bed, it's made by like your dad. Like if your dad made a bunk bed, like oh, my I'm in dad the did make, make it my bunk, bunk bed. Right. It's exactly <laughs> like that. <laughs> he
1: did make so maybe it. Maybe it ended up in your house, Larry, and that's why you then saw stuff.
0: There you go. Well, yes, because a little boy would would go into the bed with you. So he would um, like spoon with you. For I can say way. that didn't happen.
2: Oh, why? There was no spooning of the undead variety. Whatever. As a teenage boy in high school, there was other spooning, but not with ghosts. I can so, tell right now he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Don't like a good give away spoon. the secret
0: sauce, Dan. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um. So here's the thing. Both of your stories, I'll start with Dan first. So, you did it. This wasn't a residual haunting, in other words, you went out the next day to get some candy and you walk out, and here's the guy again, the shadow figure. It was just a one time
1: thing, right? It was a one time thing.
0: Hmm. And, Larry, yours mm-hmm. was was that coming up like three o'clock in the morning? You'll turn over, and there's that little boy peeking. It was a, um, like residual haunting time wise. It, it's hard to say. Um Pardon me. You know,
2: at, in, in high school I was a night owl. I'm a I'm a night owl now. Nothing has gotten better. So I still get no <laughs> sleep. Um but okay. you know it was every bit of after midnight. That's the only thing I can confirm as being consistent. Mm-hmm. So yeah. being okay. after midnight, and then um you know, as far as I could tell, he, he was grabbing onto the railing, mm-hmm. which didn't exist in there. Prior to it getting mm-hmm. built there for me, so okay. I I'm under the assumption yeah. that it's it's intelligent. Also, because when mm-hmm. he would grab the railing and peek up, he wouldn't mm-hmm. do it in different spots. It was always directly across oh. from my face. Okay. So, yeah, that's true. and he, lo- he would look straight at me. So I'm thinking it's intelligent.
1: Yeah. Are you? Yeah, that are would've... you sure it wasn't like the Kilroy's? Roy was thing. <laughs> the nose didn't flop over the, the bone oh, didn't okay. flop over i just wanted no. to
0: ask unfortunately
2: there was hair there was there was dark brown hair and a red coat
1: okay um there
2: we go. i yeah. i couldn't tell like a complexion of the child it was light skin okay but that could yeah. just be you know a grayish phantom white skin um mm-hmm. but the 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 railing was wood it was like two by sixes. Hmm. So I couldn't yeah. tell if he extended beyond the railing or yeah. if it was just hands and face. Yeah. But uh-huh. um, yeah, you know, was when you're any... when you're like two feet away from a face doing this in front of you, it's kind of yeah. creepy.
0: It's damn creepy. Yeah. yeah. Was there any marks of from the from the kid? Yeah, because sometimes people say. Like there's scratch marks or there's fingerprints, or there's something that was left by the entity or, or whatever to be heard.
2: i no. I wasn't smart enough back then to even look for it oh.
0: okay. so you know gotcha. that was <laughs> it was
2: my introduction to the paranormal, but it wasn't my introduction yeah. to investigating. gotcha, so you know, I didn't really even get into the paranormal until every bit of twenty ten. So this would have been, you know, oh, well, six yeah. seven yeah. years after this event. Yeah, sure. Um,
0: okay. Which even that's when I really got into the
2: paranormal, it was like six months later where I met this guy, and then all of a sudden now we're now oh, we're filming oh, a TV show.
0: So <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. Things have things have just exploded. That is great. That's great. So we got we're possessed. <laughs>
2: well, I don't know what was happening, but it was kind of funny. It's funky. the
0: boy. It's the boy calling. Yeah. What's
2: the set back straight? He he was getting um, down with that uh, early 2000s oh, disco electronic.
0: <laughs> so, guys, tell me about your show. Tell me about what my spooky friends uh, when they go and view your show, what are they looking, you know, what do you guys cover? Things like, like that. Kind of give them an well, idea. Of what they Dan's report. the
2: show creator. So it was, even though I do all the work on the editing and the filming and stuff, it's actually his idea and, and what, every, what the show represents was thought up by him. So he'd probably be the best to give that okay. rundown. Can so I'm just going
1: to keep <clears throat> handing stuff off to him and be like, so Larry and I had been investigating together for a while. And I think, what was it? 2013, 2014. I think it was 2013, to be honest with you. We started in 13. We started posting in 14. Yeah. Um, Which he and I had been working together for three years at that point. Uh, I I approached him and I said, look, I want to do a show. And I want the concept to be we go to the less well-known places and prove to everyone and ourselves that any place can be haunted. You don't have to go to Waverly Hills. You don't have to go to, you know, uh, what was another big one at the time? Well, Mantino was around when we were there. At Waverly. Um, Waverly. Um, Eastern yeah. State.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, Ohio State prison. Reformatory. You know, all the Ohio big, big stuff. State Reformatory. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, and and as much, to be honest, John, as much as I'd love to go to all those places, I don't need to go and prove to myself they're haunted because a lot of people I trust, as investigators have already went sure. there and said, Nan, it's haunted as hell. I just want to go there to be there. I don't have to investigate. I don't have to prove anything because yeah. I trust their opinion. It's haunted. That's that's fine. So when I came up with the concept, I was like, I want to show that, you know, hauntings are everywhere and we can find them anywhere and everywhere. If we just take time to look. Sure. And, you know, so Larry and I, uh, he said, "Good idea, so let's do it." And we started out with a Nikon camera that shot 720 HD film and and uh, no, no, and uh, mini DV. We got yeah. it correct. We got it correct. And a yeah, mini,
0: DV. A mini well, DV. Well,
1: the mini DVs were for the night shots, but we shot all the other stuff on the Nikon. Yeah, and oh, uh, yeah, God, we we thought we horrible. were we thought we were pretty hot stuff, and uh, <laughs> we went to one of the Black Hawk War sites. And uh up in up in uh, unincorporated Kent, Illinois, hmm. and uh, we shot our first episode of Expedition Entity there. Yeah, the only thing that we caught was a voice um, and it came over the camera. It did not now Larry and I were running two EVP, EVP uh, recorders and uh, we were actually running um, we we're running something else as well, but. Uh, I think it was one of the other cameras just because Larry wanted an overall shot to bounce to. So he was thinking about bounce cams even back then. And uh, he was, he was recording me with the uh, Nikon and I said, where are you from? And, and a whisper came across the camera audio, nothing else. Mm -hmm. And it whispered, and now I can hear Kent pretty clearly Larry yeah. doesn't hear it Kent really clearly he thought maybe nice. it was uh, you know some sock language uh, of some word but to me it sounded like Kent now we did put it in the episode and hearing it on the in the episode um it's it, you can't discern anything but hearing it from the camera recording that I had sure I could distinctly hear Kent All
0: nice. right. Nice, and so, the
1: rest is history. Sorry. I mean, we're now where we're
0: at. So, are you guys? And I hate to bring this up, but I have to because sure. these guys are icons. I guess, and but like Ghost Adventures, one of the things I don't like, and I talked to one of my last guests, is they antagonize the ghosts. They're like, "Hey, ghost, get out of here! Let me. How do you guys do your investigations? Like, tell me kind of a process."
1: We do oh, not provoke, go ahead, Dan. You're the leading. We do not provoke. Um, <laughs> okay. You know and why?
0: Well, and why don't you do that?
1: Here's the thing, John. Is I'm a correctional officer, and I have been for 17 years. Um, before that, I was a firefighter and a paramedic. Uh, I was a paramedic for six years. Spent four of those years in Chicago. And one thing I've learned over that whole span of time is about respect. And you don't get any respect if you don't give respect. And, yeah. you know, sometimes Larry and I are walking into this spirit's home. To them, it's their home. And all I can tell you is if somebody walked into my home yelling, hey, get out of here and talk to me, yeah, exactly. I'd be shotgunning them off my front porch. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, you know, Larry's and my approach is always always maintain respect, always be respectful. Mm-hmm. And I gotta tell you, in the 13 years we've been working together, Larry and I never have an issue communicating with spirits. Um, that was great. No, we I'm, actually went out today and had some pretty good stuff happen, and communicated with spirits today, no problem. Yep. Um, I'm gonna quote my friends Chad and Travis from Gregg and Rockford. Uh, they said this, and it applies to Larry and I too. We could go and investigate a uh, one of those pop up toilets that they put at a fair and probably get
0: activity. <laughs> that is awesome. The ghost of so, dinner past. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, he had some really bad beans. What's going yeah. on with that? Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, some chili. Um, <laughs> so tell me about, and, and Larry, uh, you know, I would love to hear about this too. Well, you guys had such an experience, it like shook you. Like you could, you got home and you were just like,
1: what was that? Like, what <laughs> happened? I think Larry will agree with me, but I'm going to let, it, I, I want to see what he says before I say. So. Okay. um,
2: It doesn't take, it doesn't take much to really shake me. Okay. um, And, and, you know, nothing has had like a lasting effect. So it's always mm-hmm. been kind of like, whoa, that was really intense. Yeah. and then go back to work so the one okay. that that really kind of hit me the hardest um we were at broadhead manor in in broadhead wisconsin and yep. um if if you've ever been there it is a 60,000 square foot abandoned middle school it's yes. just huge uh on the first floor there's a janitor's quarters um you know with the furnaces the electrical panels That's his area. We were in his area and we were, it was Dan and I, and uh, at the time, our new cast member, Jen, and we were showing her the building because it's one of our favorite spots to go to. And the first episode of the season she was joining us for, we were going to go back. So we were like, Hey, come check it out with us. It's going to be great. So the janitor doesn't like women very old timey janitor from the heyday of the building when it was closer to being built just not a fan okay. so we're we're doing an sb7 session in his his whole area and dan goes jen would you like to ask some questions prior to dan saying this we're getting great responses he's talking with us or somebody is mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. very clear responses as soon as Dan says that and Jen starts asking questions, the responses start getting a little mean. They don't oh, okay. want us here anymore. Well, I'm standing like in front of the door of the sub pump room, okay. uh, which yeah. that's that's the janitor's main space. Like, no one's allowed to go okay. in there. We can okay. go everywhere else, but we can't go in that room. I'm sure. standing in front of the door, and all of a sudden, I feel cans on my shoulders gripping Ooh, so tightly okay. it yeah. locks my back up it locks my arms up all the hairs on my arms are standing up and uh are we allowed to are we allowed to swear on this?
0: Yeah absolutely.
2: Okay. So the the ghost box goes fucking leave. And at, at the moment I'm locked up like I'm trying pr- trying to process the pressure in my shoulders yeah. the fact that sure. all of my muscles are locked out you know, all the hair in my arms are standing up, and Dan goes, yeah. "It just said leave. We need to leave." And I go, "I don't right. like this. Yeah. I don't like this. I don't yeah, like yeah. this. I don't yeah, like right. this." That's all I can say. And he's just like, "I know. Let's go." And yeah, then yeah. I'm just like, right. "I don't like this."
0: <laughs> sure.
2: So finally, like you know, "Let's, let's get out of here." Yeah. Yeah. We leave and we hey. talk about it, and and yeah. it was fine. Uh-huh. But you okay. know, I still go in there we have to film you know i'm gonna go in there but you know when i do i'm like hey please be nice to me i promise (laughs) i'm not gonna stand in front of your door um yes that's that's probably the most intense that i've experienced now i've also watched him get dragged over a chain link fence um by the arms which is also pretty intense but it didn't happen to me so i don't know if it's my story to tell
1: Um, I just,
0: well, how did um, that happen?
1: So, yeah, a long time ago, uh, Larry and I had only been, this is before Expedition Entity Days. We had our friend Marsha from Chicago, um, Ghost Hunters out. And uh, it was me and her and Larry. And we were at the cemetery that's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. If there's a cemetery in the middle of nowhere, Larry and I will find it. So we were there and uh, Larry and Marsha, Marsha was doing a ghost box session. Pardon me. Larry is uh, filming her with the uh, mini DV.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm standing over, we're outside of the, it's actually connected to a church. So it was actually a graveyard. There's a chain link fence around it. And I had my arms up over the chain link fence. We came to call the yeah, church okay. the creepy church. The creepy church, because we've been back and other things happen. So anyway, anyway, all at once, I feel something grab my arms and whoop, I go over, over the fence. And you can see on the video, because Larry gets it, you just see me get yanked in. You can't see anything grab me. He's just in the background of the video going, whoo. Yeah, and you can see that I don't use my legs. I don't heft myself. I get yanked yeah. over the fence. Uh, and both, it was funny because both of him and Marsha look over at me and go, What the fuck are you doing?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm getting drug over a fence. For the next four hours, there were red marks of handprints, and they were human hands on my yeah. forearms, and they had drugged me over. Wow. that That's intense. That's really intense
0: because. yeah. Well, it was one of the, one of the biggest things is it takes, as you guys know, so much power for the yeah. entity to do that. Sure. It, it's got to use mm-hmm. its energy to do that. It's not like you or me and we're screwing around and I grab your arm and you're like, okay, this takes immense power. I mean, think of the power it had to, to, to gather to do that. I mean, that's. Mm-hmm. Well, and and you know, Dan's
2: it it is what it is. Dan's not a small guy. No, no. If if I were to try to do that, I physically could not do that. No, and I I fully believe that if his lower body didn't get caught on the fence, he would have Mm -hmm. been whoop right over into it.
1: Yeah, Uh, I I almost made
2: it in. They wanted him for.
1: Yeah,
0: almost made it in. So. Wow. I don't know if you guys can top this, but I have to ask this question too. Have you guys ever brought a spirit home?
1: Have you ever, like, came home? Well, that was the second trip. Who's eating
0: my Cheetos and drinking my beer? What the hell?
1: (laughs) You know what? I got to be honest with you, John. If it was only eating Cheetos and drinking my beer, that would have been acceptable.
0: Okay. Yes. Things have
1: followed us home.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, do you guys have a good story about that you can share?
1: yeah Dan certainly does okay so same same place that same cemetery uh we tempted fate and we went back several times oh. and so one night okay. <laughs> uh so one night we were there and it was Larry, me, my good friend Craig, and my nephew and uh I think my sister. She was back from Oklahoma at the time, and yeah, Julie, Julie, and Matt were with me. Yes. Craig wasn't there. Okay. Yeah, all right.
2: It was the no. of us. Craig
1: wasn't there. Okay, maybe Craig wasn't with us that time. No. Anyway, anyway, okay. oh, we had Craig's car. Yeah, he had, had loaned me in his car. So anyway, um, they went up to the church, and I, I was feeling right. sick. It felt like something had. I felt like I. I told Larry. I said I felt like I had a target on my back all night. Mm. So I said, "You guys go, go ahead. I'm going to stand back here by the car and okay. and just sure. keep watch." So they walked up. The, the church is sitting there. There's a driveway between it and the graveyard, and uh, they were on that road between the graveyard and the church, and they were uh, taking pictures and running video and. Um, down in the basement of the church, all the windows were clear, and they saw somebody staring at out at them. Hmm. And then up in the upper window, they saw a figure of a woman come walking up to the window and look out at them. Two figures.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Two
1: figures. So, so they're all excited and they're making it back to the yeah, car. Sure. <laughs> and by this time, I'm I'm getting ready to start retching. It's that bad. Oh
0: boy okay
1: so by the time they get back there, they're all excited. oh my god we saw this we saw this figure here we saw this figure there we you know uh, my nephew was about 17 at the time or no, he was younger than that uh, but anyway you know yeah, yeah. Larry grabbed him and said, let's get the hell out of here. We don't need to tempt fate well sure. we had already tempted it because I went there when I wasn't feeling well And lo and behold, uh bam. During that sickness must must have been when it attached to me. Mm -hmm. So as we drove away from the cemetery, I started feeling better and better and better. And finally, we got about three miles away. I was fine. Yeah. So over the next month, um, something was tormenting my daughter. Uh, She was seeing a shadow in the room every night. Um, Larry and I tried to film it. Uh, I called him immediately and told him what was going on. Uh, hmm. Mysteriously, the camera that I would set up get, kept getting turned off, um, and I had a pretty new son in the house at the time. Okay, so uh, you know we uh, we decided that you know it was an attachment, and when it really when it really showed itself to me, and I'm empathic. So, you know, I'm not sensitive. I'm not psychic, but I'm empathic. And sometimes, you know, little things get thrown into the back of my head from spirits, you know, a name or a phrase or something or a feeling. And um, and uh, I was standing outside and I was talking to my good friend, Tom, and he was from Massachusetts and he ran a a team out there. And I was telling Tom, you know, Tom, there's something in my house. And I was standing in my backyard and my kids had a swing set and there was two swings. All of a sudden, John, one of them started moving and picking up speed. Oh, oh. And then it stopped abruptly and I'm telling Tom what's going on. And all of a sudden, I, in, in my head, I can hear, I'm going to do what I want around your daughter. And there's not a damn thing you can do to stop me. Oh, no. Oh, wow. So what I'm getting at is, is it's hard enough to fight something and it's really hard when you can't see it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so Larry and I, uh, enlisted, uh, a friend of ours who's a psychic and, um, enlisted another friend of ours who I'm not, I'm not going to mention their names because the, the one psychic who actually helped us do this does not want to have to do this anymore. So, oh, um, gotcha. Yeah, that's she, uh, you know, she has to remain nameless in the whole thing. But, uh, yeah, Larry and I performed a cleansing in the house. Good. And, uh, it was the most wild thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, prior to
2: this, you know, Our interactions with people with juju powers are extremely limited. We're just a bunch of fat dudes that like to go to cemeteries. (laughs) But now we're listening to this woman astrally project into Dan's house from a different state. Describe Dan's house and then tell us to a T she's in to a T describe what room she's in and what she's doing to the spirit and watch nothing affect the house. So, you know, she's like, I'm chasing him in the living room. Okay. He's up against the wall. And then the blinds press into the window, like something's leaning against it. The little twisty stick to open the blinds start going yeah. back and forth. And we're just like, what the hell?
1: Yeah, she's God. pushing him into the wall, and you're hearing a thud against the Thumb. wall, and there's no nobody oh, here. Oh, footsteps wow. going around That's... the
2: house, and it's like, what is, what is going on?
1: Yeah, right. And that what is, had happened what had happened is the way the spirit was getting back and forth from the cemetery to my house is somehow it had opened a portal in the basement. Mm -hmm. So I had to close that portal. Well, I'm here to tell you, John, and I don't know if your listeners are going to believe it or not. And if you're not there, it's very hard to believe. Larry and I saw shit flying around that basement and we were the only ones down there. And uh wow. tell him the best part. You know. Yeah. What's so the, <laughs> <it, it
0: gets laughs> the best part? It gets better
1: It gets <laughs> better.
0: Okay. Unbeknownst
1: to me, Larry had walked up ran upstairs because the reception on his phone that he was talking to our other friend that's a psychic was not getting it in the basement. So he had to run upstairs here so that so that uh he could talk to her. I did not hear him leave. And I was, I was doing what I had to do to close the portal. And I can remember at the time I knelt down and I, and I was doing the prayer to, you know, close this portal. And it felt very overwhelming. It felt like Mm -hmm. uh, everything was coming in on me. And all of a sudden I felt a hand on my shoulder Mm -hmm. and I thought it was just Larry having my back. And I, I continued, and then all of a sudden, yeah. everything that was flying around just drops. It's totally calm in that basement. Just then, I hear from upstairs, Larry go, hey, you got to get up here. We got to get it out of here. And I turn around, and I'm alone. There's nobody there. But yet, somebody put their hand on my shoulder. I wouldn't talk about now, that. I talk about the other one. Well, but that was a different time. That was when we tempted fate again. And another thing had followed us here. No, the thing about, thing about one. the hand well the thing about the hand is that uh, you know I've talked to a lot of friends that are psychics or what you know there's they're like well it could have been your grandfather it could have been saint Michael it could have been Jesus himself who knows um I'd like to think okay. it was my grandfather standing at my side making sure I had the strength um I'd like to think maybe it was Saint Michael that came down and said you can do this we're gonna get we're gonna get through it I don't know but all so, of a sudden, I had the strength strength to finish, and I thought it was Larry. It wasn't. He was gone.
2: At the time, Dan and I had just done a, a cemetery restoration, and there were two spirits that were following me around uh, mm-hmm. as, as guides, as thanks for doing the, okay. the restoration. And mm-hmm. um, a, a friend of ours said that those two were in the house that night looking out for us. I think it was them that was there behind you. And it could have been. So, and know. and they were, I I don't remember if they were Union or I think they were Union soldiers from the Union Civil War, Civil War soldiers. You know. Oh, union. sure. Um, so yeah. you know they, they they went back quite a ways, but um, back- but no, I I'm talking about the end of
1: the night. Tell that part. It was actually, actually once once she got it out out of the house. We shut the door, and it sounded like a fight going on out in my out on my front oh, lawn. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: and then all of a sudden, the house was calm. There wasn't oh. that was the night you're talking about, Larry. Was the second time, yeah. and it didn't follow me home. It followed my daughter mm-hmm. home. No, it's the same one, and it's the same one. Hmm. It is the same. Anyway, one. we were doing well. I disagree, but whatever. the The point of the matter is yeah,
0: yeah. is
1: that we. We did the blessings. We got whatever it was out of here. Yeah. And I said, if you're gone, give us a sign. Okay. And what happened, Larry?
2: We're in the basement, and it feels like the house jumped a foot. To the point where, the like, our house. knees buckle. That's you crazy. Know, like, like We're like, Ugh. and And I go,
1: the hell was that? And Dan looks at him and goes, I guess it left. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it left. Boom! Yeah, well. And and it was done.
2: I've never felt a house jump underneath
0: me since, so (laughs) I can say that. uh, You guys, uh, I I tell this to a lot of my guests, but this is one of the greatest stories I've heard. And you guys are just really brave to go through that. I mean,
1: that's crazy. Well, the thing is, John, is you don't have a choice. Oh, if sure, you, don't, you don't, if right. you don't do it, it's going to stay here and it's going to continue to wreak havoc in your family yeah. Yeah. and attack your yeah. daughter who has, you know, no idea what's going on. And, and, you know, when I do lives or when, when Larry and I talk to people about ghost hunting and stuff, I often bring up yeah. the fact is, look, yeah, you know, it's happened to us. It can happen to anybody. No matter how right. well you think you're stealing yourself, it can happen. Right. And yeah. you got to remember, if you have a family at home, you have, you know, I I have a wife and two kids. Those are three people that didn't sign up for this. Mm-hmm. He and I signed up for it, of course not. Yeah, right. but it now comes home and wreaks havoc on their lives. Yeah, you don't have a yeah. choice. You have to. No, you don't. You right. have to steal it up, and and you know, sometimes you got to just man the fuck up and do what you got to do. Yeah. that and that's what we kind did of remind, and,
0: and man fuck up you did And God bless you on that one Because that's awesome See the funny thing is I don't have a lot of paranormal happens I have little things here now Shadow people The only thing mm-hmm. that I can say And I've told this story before Is the scariest uh, Well it's not really paranormal It was sleep paralysis basically okay Mm. but to this day i don't know why this happened so now just to let you know i was under a lot of stress at the time okay so i was sleeping in my bed and i wake up and there's this black mist lowering towards my face and as soon as it comes to my face i could see like an old hag for for lack of a better word and i couldn't move you know i'm just Rose it, right but I don't know what happened or how I did this with all my strength I turned to the side to get away so I wouldn't have her face just staring at me right I turned to the side and this is where it gets really weird. I started uttering like Latin that hmm. I don't even know Latin I was like dominated and it was like this force field came out of my body. And I could hear in the kitchen like a, a body falling. You know, like someone trips and hits a. We have a hardwood floor. I'm like mm. boom, 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 And the here's mm. the weird thing. So my wife, she, if she hears a mouse fart, she wakes up. <laughs> She's still sleepy. Okay, so I wake up. I'm all shaken. Slept and, through and stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah, she slept right through it. And I'm all shaken, right? And I and I go and do the stupid horror movie thing, right? I go to the kitchen. Duh! Of course you're gonna do that. Who knows? Where's the sound of the murderer coming from? The kitchen. I better go by (laughs) myself. I better go in the kitchen. So I walk towards. (laughs) Let's go (laughs) unarmed. Right. I don't got. I don't got nothing. So I go towards the kitchen, and this is what it's kind of funny. But weird at the same time. So my wife bought this. We have, we're have we big for Halloween when we deck our house out, right? And my wife had this doll she got at a garage sale. It was of a witch. It was a really ugly doll. And I remember when my wife brought it home, I said, this is a really ugly doll. I don't like it. Please put it back to where you got it from. My wife goes, oh, honey, you're being silly. All right. And when I would eat, kind of back up a little bit, when I would eat breakfast in the morning, this doll (laughs) was right in front of me when I'd eat breakfast, just, like, staring at me, like, creep me out, right? And so I go into the kitchen, and in the middle of the floor is the doll, laying in the middle of the floor, and it was on a shelf on the wall, so it was like somebody grabbed the doll and threw it, right? So fast forward, I'm freaking out. I tell my wife this, and I go to a psychic, a friend of a friend of a friend, and she says, well, let me see the doll. And I said, fine. I show it to her, and she goes, oh, well, here's your problem. You pissed the doll off. It's cursed. There's a spirit in here. And I'm like, what? And she goes, yeah. She goes, there's an angry spirit. Don't worry. I will take care of it. And I said, wait, 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 wait how did I speak Latin and do all this shit? And she goes, oh, you must be touched. And I said, well, touched? Well, okay. She says, there are certain people, and she was talking about past lives and everything. So she goes, maybe in your past life you were a priest, or maybe in your past life you were some type of druid or some type of magical person, and they just came forward to protect you from yeah. this. <laughs> so the funny thing is, out of all this is, that's never happened again. I still don't, like I said, I can't speak a word of Latin. You know, it's never happened again. She took the doll, she took care of it. My wife never, ever has asked about that doll. She has never said, Hey, honey, what's that doll I bought? She well, has never asked doll. once about it. Yeah, she never asked yeah. once about it. And she's never asked about it since. So, I, you know, I I approached the subject with her and I said, hey, hon, do you know about that doll and stuff, you know, kind of what happened? And she was just like, yeah, okay. But my wife's mm-hmm. very, she's very sensitive to certain things, so she doesn't like to talk about curses or anything. She right. just likes to, like, leave it lie, you know what I'm saying? Like, people like that, like, if I don't bring it up, it's not going to manifest, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the only real experience that shook me and, and really uh, upset me uh, to the core, you know? So, you know, when you started you your story through, and
2: you're talking about the, 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 the mist coming down on you, I could have swore this yeah. was going to be a Dan Aykroyd type story. And then as soon as you said, <laughs> "hag," I I decided this is not that same right? type of story. This Does, is, this is going no. somewhere else. I,
0: yeah. I tell that story. <laughs> and people are like, Oh really? Well, No. Uh, <laughs> awesome. So if, if you guys have a few more minutes, how about we get to a topic that I think you, that you will really like, okay? And Larry, would you like to share the good news now or later about we do your now. unveiling? Sure. Okay. So
2: um, Dan and I have been doing this for 13 years now. Um, All of our all of our, our, I don't want to call it success, but all of our luck has been thanks to us being kind of, you know, nose to the grindstone and just going and going and going and going and going. Um, stay the course. Stay the course. And, and you know, it's all going to work out eventually. We are now to the point to where um, someone else has, has seen what we can do and they think that they can... They can guide us and and get us to that next level. So uh, Dan and I are now being represented by the RK Entertainment Agency. So Great. that's uh, paranormal conferences, college lectures, paranormal events. Um, and and the the guy that runs the agency, his name is Rich. He's a really awesome dude. Um, he Good represents guy. Dustin Perry, Jason Hawes, Sherry. Richard Estep, Shane Pittman, uh Diet Renee. He represents a lot of the movers and shakers in the paranormal. And yeah, he looked awesome. at us and he said, Yeah, I'll take you two. So um No. It's it's still a little A little wild. Thank you. It's like mm. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Hasn't yeah. really quite set in yet, but um i'm i'm very very much looking forward to seeing where this relationship goes
0: yeah that's a big deal congratulations again that's awesome thank you for what we do you know know, it's a
2: it's a chance for us to bring the show to new crowds um you know we're, we're both historians it's a chance for us to bring our research on the black hawk war to to new people that have never even heard of the war So, um, you know, it just it it opens up so many doors and and people to see what we do and and can be like, yeah, I like that.
1: But Uh, as much as we need to thank as much as we need to thank Rich for taking us on, um, there's someone else that we need to thank. And that's Natalie Jones, because Mm. um, she took a big chance on a couple fat guys from the Midwest that said, hey, we (laughs) got a show that we think you might like for Paraflex." Yeah. You know, Paraflex was very new at the time, and okay. uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if you haven't heard about Paraflex, then you're you're living under a rock because Natalie Jones is one of the hardest working ladies in the paranormal. Right. I I often yeah. tease her, and Larry can vouch. Every time I talk to her, I'm like, Natalie, I don't, I swear to God, you never sleep. She is right. always, <laughs> always pushing people on Paraflex. I mean, right. the lady is. Her and Patty and and Mike, yeah. you know, they're, Patty, they're Patty living every day. Is, is Natalie's partner in Paraflex? Yeah. So and you know, she took a if chance. You've never on heard us. of
2: Natalie? You know, everyone's heard of Patty.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, I the don't know at, at this Apparently. at this point though. I don't know how you wouldn't have heard about Natalie because right, she's you know there, there are a couple of the there are a yeah. couple of the nicest greatest people I've ever had the pleasure oh, of knowing yeah. and and. You know, Natalie always says, you know, we're the Paraflex family and they live it and we are, we are family. So, Mm. so thank you to Rich. Thank you to Natalie and Patty and Mike. It's, it's been a great ride and it's not over yet. So.
0: No, I, I look forward to the future and, you know, I look forward to seeing you guys grow bigger and bigger and. I don't know, maybe you have a little guy like me on your show once in a while. <laughs> we we have guest <laughs> investigators
2: hi. all the time. All the time, man. All the time. You know, they they'll, someone we will approach us to be like, hey, I can get you into this spooky mansion and they'll let you film there. And we go, Okay, you want to be in it? I can be in it. They're you, like, got yeah. there. you got us, yeah. You got us the location. Of course you can be in it.
1: And that's, that's the great. difference with Expedition Entity is we have guest investigators that may have never invested investigated anything and they're just they're there because they want to be there and we're okay with that
2: right
1: especially if you own the building or if you
2: work in the building and the spirits are comfortable with you if you want to stay and investigate Mm -hmm. you know join us because Uh, the spirits are far more likely to interact with the familiar face than a bunch of faces that they don't know
0: yeah absolutely Well, I couldn't be happier for for you guys. Uh, It's well-deserved, and uh, I I look so much forward to this. So let's get into our topic tonight, because I think I found a good topic for you guys. Mm -hmm. We're going to be in your neck of the woods, and we're going to be in Illinois. So I have already done the top 10 scariest places in Wisconsin. Mm Mm-hmm. We did a road trip, paranormal road trip of the Midwest. Now, I thought, let's go to Illinois. This is kind of your backyard and stuff like that. Right, guys? And you guys do yep. a little bit of different stuff and everything like that. But first of all, I'm going to start with the first question. It's a quick fire question. And again, added experiences or anything you would like to add. What city... In Illinois is the scariest city. I'm going to give you three choices: Chicago, okay. Galena, or Alton. Which do you think is the scariest city, and why? In Illinois,
2: which one do you want the answer first?
0: Well, whatever you want to do. Uh,
1: I'll go first. I would, you guys want to say? Just, oh, Dan, you want to go first? Yeah, go guy? ahead. Oh, I'll just, um, I would say. Let me. Let me, and then Larry can. Bring it home because he's been a lot more places than I have in those and all those spots. Um, although we've never been to Glean or Alton. So, Chicago definitely because of the number of haunted places. I mean, you've got the old Biograph Theater, yeah. you got where the St. Valentine's Massacre happened that you still hear the shots and the groaning. You have Resurrection Mary, who's one of the oldest hauntings documented ever. Um, you have yeah where the, the, Harpo the ship sank. Yep, Harpo Studios, which, Congress. incidentally, I was just going to talk about the uh, ship that sank in the Chicago River, where Harpo Studios was the morgue for all those bodies. Right. Um, you know, uh, stop and think of all the shipwrecks that have happened in Lake Michigan that were Chicago-bound. You well, know, and, and um, you Chicago... Know,
2: let's, let's, let's call it the way it is. There's a lot of gunfire and murder in Chicago. Yes. It's, it, it just is what it is. There's a lot of people that get shot there.
1: It's and the fifth largest.
2: And those people have tragic deaths, and they're probably going to hang
1: around. It's the fifth largest city in the United States, and it's going to have, you know, I, I, I've i been thinking this for a long time, and I was going to say it in our speech. We we spoke at the Rockford Paranormal Conference last weekend, no. and I was going to say this, and I we just we ran out of time, and I couldn't but I'll say it here, you know, everything that we're involved in as paranormal investigators revolves around death and tragedy. We're not, we're not going to the nursing home where grandma had a full life and everything was pleasant and she died peacefully in her sleep. We're investigating, you know, people that died tragically that were murdered or, you know, taken way before their time or, you know, a car accident scene or, you know, whatever. I mean, up in your neck of the woods, John, you got Ed Gein that killed how many people? And you know, yep, you got the Ed Gein Museum up there that our friend Darren says is just haunted as hell. You know, this things is. it's it's things like that that we we focus on death, and and the problem is is you focus on death too much, and you can forget that you're the one that's living, and you need to you need to balance that out. And uh, Th- that yeah. being
2: said, if any of your listeners have a haunted retirement home where people passed peacefully, I still want to check
1: it out. I would be okay. more than happy to see if to see if grandma did uh you know, we'll come back right. and talk to Larry. Right. Now, now Ethel, could you please
2: give us your recipe for baked beans? <laughs> oh, bacon, bacon.
1: <laughs> Cross brown the rods sugar, for bacon. Sugar. Move them apart for <laughs> ham. <laughs>
2: Now, do you use baked beans or double-baked yeah. beans? <laughs> you know, yes, um, perfect. yeah. Perfect. So I think what is in agreement? Yeah. Um, Chicago. Alton is, you know, without a doubt, an incredibly haunted city. No one can it's say a river city. Yeah. it's a river city. It's a river Every town. building in the town is haunted. Um, oh. You know, a- Ashmore is not that far away. But oh. in terms of, like, scary... I haven't yeah. seen anything or heard of anything that's downright scary. Same with Galena. Galena's very haunted. The DeSoto is a very haunted building.
1: But yeah. is it it's the history. It's the really. history that's involved. And that's what, you know, I mean, a lot of investigators do and a lot of investigators don't. And I'm not saying either way is right or wrong, but it's the history that's involved in those old, you know, Galena all the river towns. Chicago's a, a right. lake town. I mean, they they're all waterways. How many thousands yeah. of people have passed through those waterways over the right. you know centuries? And um, to continue answering the question
2: that Dan so rudely interrupted me, stop <laughs> it, Chicago. That's all I wanted to because say. I said I think <laughs> you would have. <laughs> I think you would have agreed. <laughs> it's, chicago's too big to not choose it
0: you guys are right on the mark uh this is from one of my sources they said chicago is uh and i've done episodes on lincoln park zoo bachelor's grove congress plaza hotel Mm -hmm. um i've done all episodes on there and congress plaza hotel by far Is the one I would like to go to. I don't know if you know a lot about that. That's where a woman threw her kids out the window. They're so anti-paranormal.
2: It is so crazy. Crazy. They want nothing to do with it.
0: Congress Hotel doesn't Mm -hmm. want
2: anybody in there.
0: Right. That's that's funny because when I was re when I was doing my research. That's what I got the feeling like they were like, yeah, all right. We've we've know,
2: reached we, out we and that. have always been shot down. We've had other friends reach out; they've been shot down. You know, you could go in there and film and and roll the dice, but for what we do, we have to have permits signed, yeah. releases yeah. signed. They're yeah. not going to do it. They don't want to do it. So it's it's a shame, but it's correct. It's They're building, so yeah,
0: so. That's awesome. So let's move on to the next one here. This is from a source called Only in Your State. And you guys tell me if you agree or disagree again, or maybe there's a new one you guys want to talk about, or you haven't seen, been to these ones, would like to. So according to Only in Your State, that's the source website, Mm -hmm. the most haunted places in Illinois are the first one, Greenwood Cemetery, the second one, McPike Mansion, and the third one, Woodstock Opera House. So, agree, disagree? Got something new that you'd like to add, or I'm or gonna disagree
2: it, with all three.
0: Oh, okay. Um,
2: I'm I'm not saying all three are not haunted. Um, okay, we've we've had a lot of interactions with the Woodstock Opera House. I know it's haunted. You know. Um but in terms of being one of the most haunted locations, I've I've been to locations mm. that, and, and total amount of activity just blows it away. Um, okay. and the one that I'll bring up first is the Tinker Swiss right. Cottage in Rockford, Illinois. Yeah, uh, Robert Robert mm. Tinker built this Sandstone. home for his family, and there's like nine of them if you include the extended family and some of the servants and whatnot. They're all dead. They all still live in the house. You are investigating an entire family that is living in their house in the afterlife, and ninety-eight so,
1: percent of their belongings are still in that house. It's one of the most complete clothing, collections, hairbrushes, bedding, in the it's United all States. Their
2: stuff. And, wow. and I haven't you know, heard
0: of this one. I'll be honest. It's.
2: It's incredibly active, incredibly yep. active so um so
0: just describe what do you mean by active like
2: so um what's the numerous times we've we've gone there there there's very little electricity in the house um you know, it was all gas lantern lit that that's how it was designed, and then of course, the museum had to install some electricity, but it's not like they can rip out all the walls and and put a bunch of wires in. So they were very selective sure. to run individual bulbs into rooms to do the least amount of damage. Okay. So, uh, in one of the rooms, we have a, a, a K2 meter sitting on a chair and mm-hmm. there, there's nothing electrical even near it. The, the closest okay. light bulb is six feet away. And even then, the light bulb isn't setting the K2 off when it's touching it. Mm-hmm. This K2 is hitting yellow, orange, you know, going up to red sometimes just sitting in this chair. That is the favorite chair of the mom whose whose you know, kids bedroom. That is um, Robert Tinker. Okay. He, he has no problem speaking to you over speaker devices. Yep. Um, Sam, the director of the museum told us a story, uh, a newspaper story from way back in the day, uh, Robert Tinker scaring okay. a guy walking down the train tracks, but it was never confirmed that it was him. So, you know, she tells us a story okay. and, and she goes, you know, Robert, was that you? And over the SB-7, he goes, yes, it was me. Clear as day.
0: Clear as oh, day. wow. Clear as I day.
2: love that. Uh, we love did an also episode for Tinker. We did a double dowsing rod session in the barn. And Dan okay. is talking to one spirit with his dowsing rods with a very distinct crossing pattern. And Sam is talking to a different spirit with a distinct crossing pattern. Sometimes okay. they'd cross together to answer the same question. Mm -hmm. differently sometimes one would answer and one wouldn't yeah and it would go back and forth and back and forth and then uh the 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 weirdest thing is we were able to get robert tinker to confirm how they move around the house through portals and he confirmed where the portals were and it's in okay. the locations where it's either a, the strongest activity or B mm-hmm. people get lightheaded when they walk through it. Mm. Yeah. A- and he said he could, well, he could Robert walk through was the Very portal. scientific. Right. He could walk through the portal and he'll appear anywhere in the house. And that's how he beats you to the room. You're going to.
0: Oh, that's amazing. I'm going to have to do an episode on this. Is that okay guys? By doing an episode yeah. on that. I'm, Absolutely. I'm gonna- in, in um, October
2: no. we're gonna be yeah. uh on good day stateline uh it's one of the Rockford news channels really? we're doing a segment yep. at Tinker um, so you know they're gonna you know, they'll, they'll be, be there filming for you know an hour and a half two hours yeah. I don't know what's hey. gonna happen I don't know what they're gonna do with the segment but we're gonna investigate and we're gonna show how cool the place is
0: um am I right or wrong I swear you guys did McPike, right you did the McPike mansion no nope there, because of, of what
2: we do and how we do it, there are okay. a lot of locations that, that either a don't want to sign the paperwork, or b we just wow. we just can't afford to do it.
1: Sure,
2: because everything we do okay. is all you it. gotta... It's out of our pockets.
1: Yeah, it's it's he and I. I and that's it. Oh, so wow.
2: you know, in order okay. in order to that... film an episode there. You know, sometimes it takes 16 plus hours to film. Oh, and sure. some locations, you know, they give you a hard time about closing down for a day. Ideally, we'd like <laughs> right. two because it's a very long day when you do it in one. But yeah. trying to get them to close for one day is tough. Two is impossible. Yeah. So yeah, some locations are just like, well, ah, we're not interested.
0: Okay. Yeah. Like one of my guests, she does all these paranormal road trips and everything like that. I had on last time. And she was telling me like, yeah, when she was filming some stuff, it's not like you go in there and bang. Here's the ghost. and I'm out in a couple hours and I'm yeah. grabbing a beer at the bar. No, that might be your fifth day. You're there. It's and maybe they're long. lucky. You can be there five days. Yeah. But most of the time you guys are absolutely right. They're like, hey, let's wrap this up. You know, it's a couple hours. Yeah. One day. Hours. Yeah, you got one day. Yeah, yep. and that's
2: right. You know, and and we yeah. conduct interviews. There's B roll to get drone footage. There's daytime and nighttime B roll, and and that all takes place before the actual investigation. There's like eight hours of work before we even get to talk to a single Ooh, ghost. Probably. And then yep. you have to hope that the ghosts yeah. are like, you know, okay, I'll talk to these guys. Otherwise, everything else has been, yeah. you know, <laughs> right. um, Yeah. Yeah. You know, which we've, we've never had a problem, awesome. but you know, when, you, when Dan yeah. and I, you know, we do the interviews. Our cast doesn't have to show up for that. The casting call is at 7pm. Okay. That's when they show up. By yeah. the time they get okay. there, Dan and I have already been working yeah, been for, for nine hours. hours. Nine, ten hours. Wow. So, you know, we yeah, show up see, at 10am to start setting stop, up. Right? Sometimes I leave yeah, my yeah. house at 8am to go to Dan's house to go to the location. So yeah. you know by the time we start the investigation, yeah. it's already a 12 hour day for me,
0: yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I'm definitely going to do an episode of Robert Tigger. Thank you guys for sharing that. That's awesome. Sure. You heard it here first, folks. That's an awesome place, Sure. All right, so are you guys in the cryptids? Are you any cryptids? If you don't, I can skip that part no,
2: no. not cryptids. so much me not <laughs> really um i've I've encountered one. And it was it was weird. Um, it was a a a beast of Bray Road type cryptid. I was was actually driving home from Broadhead, Wisconsin. It was like four in the morning. Um, Mm. and and, you know, out that way, it's 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 farm roads. You know, it's it's a two lane road, and it's just fields everywhere. I'm just driving along, and I happen to look to the right because something caught my attention, and this gigantic figure standing against the, the the field fence that is double the height of the fence. You know, and most mm-hmm. field fences, Dan, are what? Four-ish feet? Give or take?
1: Yeah. Probably. So this
2: thing's, you know, seven, eight feet tall. Its yeah. arms go down, up, and then hook down again. So it's kind of like one of these things.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. And like, it's when I do evidence review, even before I hear it, the hair in my arms stand up. So I feel it before I hear it. And then I go yeah. back and I'm like, okay, what just triggered me? Right. Every sense in my body was on fire when I drove past this thing. Mm. And then, you know, cause I'm, I'm driving 60 miles an Ooh, hour yeah, at four yeah. o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I see it and then I'm, I'm gone. Yeah. I'm, I'm still driving. I'm left to try to figure out what this is. And before I forget what I encountered, I immediately hop on Facebook live my car is black. You can't even see me. I'm just talking, talking about what I saw, yeah. what I experienced. And then I'm yeah, like, yeah. by the time I wake up tomorrow and then read the reply, someone's going to tell me what this was. And the, mm. the consensus was, it was a, a creature similar to what the, the beast of Bray Road is, which I uh, believe Bray, Road. Bray Road's not that far from there. No. Uh,
1: correct. correct. Yeah, it's not too far. Yeah. Not too far. So it sounds to me like the Martini
0: Mantis. (laughs) Yeah, I got caught up on you. So that's fine. We will go uh, around cryptos and they'll find, uh, but I have some urban legends for you guys that are in Illinois. And I want to hear what you guys think. (laughs) I want to hear what you guys think, because these are supposedly urban legends in Illinois that people know well and talk about for years. So let's get (laughs) right to that. So the first one is about a werewolf. And the werewolf is, I can find it right here. The werewolf is the Ramsey Cemetery Werewolf of Effingham, Illinois. I'm going to
1: Effingham in two weeks. Well, you better take some silver bullets, pal.
0: So this paid. let me let me tell you what name. people saw here. This is this is great because I love this legend. I love urban legends because there's so much fun. So let me read you yeah. a description. Could you, you remind me what this. it was again? What it was called? It's the the uh, it's the werewolf of the Ramsey Cemetery and of Effingham, Illinois. And the werewolf. I'll read this this description that they say: a werewolf hiding in a nearby caves and a spooky man with red eyes and a black cape are just two of the legends surrounding Ramsey Cemetery in Effingham. Both the black cape man and the werewolf reportedly have origins in the occult activity that is supposed to have taken place in the rock shelters near the cemetery. So there you go. We got a black cape guy with a werewolf. So I don't know. You guys tell me (laughs) immediately mentioning a cult
2: makes me think that it's, it's sensationalized. Um, The occult part (laughs) is Dracula Dracula and
1: his puppy. (laughs) Sure.
2: The occult part is probably true. Even where Dan's at, there was a crazy amount of occult activity. And that's actually been documented. (laughs) Right. So Mm, the fact that, you know, maybe there was a dude, in a, in a wolf costume, trying to instill fear, or maybe it was just a really hairy guy. You know, I mean, there's a sure. bunch of hairy Might guys. Been, yeah, he has a One of the three of us is a very hairy guy. So you never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah really you long. are, Larry. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah. maybe uh, you had a few too many, howled at the moon. I hear you.
2: Sure. <laughs> but I mean, from from stories that i've heard about werewolves and and modern culture and you know film culture and whatnot you know werewolves usually just don't stop at being seen once or twice sure you know it's it's a a carnivorous animal there's probably going to be a lot more stories Mm -hmm. livestock related stories
0: and, right. and and if those, those don't it. exist,
2: it makes you think, okay, is this a werewolf or is this just a Greek dude? Which is a joke. I've got nothing against Greek people, you know, the <laughs> stereotype, I'm sorry, but there
0: goes my Greek audience. Thanks.
1: I'm a so lot. sorry. Exactly. Good <laughs> job, Larry.
0: Nico DeMamelis. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> so I, 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 yeah,
2: I think it's one of those legends to where um, yeah. it probably started off as a joke. <laughs> <such> a dude. <laughs> Or or maybe yeah, yeah, there yeah. wasn't a cult people. Yeah, yeah, and it just it yeah, yeah. came right. to life on its own. Yeah, yeah I'd that, agree.
0: Yeah. So these are my two favorite ones. I picked these two because I know you guys are probably going to be like, why'd you pick these two, John? But I love these because these are actually fun ones that, I don't know, maybe they happen, but it's a great urban legend. So the second one is Vanishing Man. The urban legend says a man long ago, of course, they don't tell you when, died at a bus stop in Egypt, Illinois, and still continues to board the bus today, but vanishes when the bus crosses a
1: bridge on its usual route. Uh, guys, know this one? Heard I've never it? heard of it, but it's much <laughs> like the Resurrection Mary story. Yeah, I she mean, she died on the road, and yeah. she's actually gotten into cabs only to, you know, the cab driver to turn around and nobody's there. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, I I believe that one's more tangible than the werewolf one, definitely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um yeah, this one So that one, I think,
0: supposedly- could have credence. Okay. This one, too, supposedly. So, you know, at bus stops where they have, like, the um, cover and it's kind of opaque and you can mm-hmm. lean against it and see, like, a person's body. Uh, yeah. but not clearly. Supposedly, he will come up and put his hands and face against it and you'll turn around and see that and then he'll vanish. So, that would be,
1: uh, obviously, a scary.
0: Is, is <laughs> he tri- be like, what's that guy doing?
1: Is so, Egypt, just, Illinois a big enough city to have a bus line though? That's what I just I looked guess up. So. I don't it, know. I'm know not me.
2: seeing an active bus stop in anywhere Egypt, Illinois. Oh, How big okay. is Egypt, Larry? How many people? Uh, my fact checker. So <laughs> I'm I'm literally putting in Egypt, Illinois, and it's only bringing up yeah. Lake of Egypt. Now I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure there might be a little Egypt. I think so. It's oh, down okay. at the end of Owana. No. It's it's just Lake of Egypt and Egypt Hills, which <laughs> is an area, it might be a town, but there yeah, well, Egypt like Hills is a town, but there's no bus stop.
1: So, I would have um, to say busted. Yeah, I would probably yeah, have to say just because one. of
2: the fact that if he's still appearing in the bus stop and the bus stop
1: doesn't exist. Yeah. Okay. yeah, there you go. I, I've heard of Egypt, right. Illinois, John. So I don't
0: know. Okay, all right. Apparently, so, Google has. There you us. go. So, <laughs> so Dan, this one's for you, okay? Because you you said you were a fireman and EMT, at, right? In in uh, Chicago in the nineties, am I correct, or am I off?
1: Yep, nope, you're
0: right on. Okay, so this one is super funny. Please tell me you heard about this one, Dan, because this would make my day. This one is Homie the Clown. Homie the (laughs) Clown, while I was researching Illinois urban legends, I noticed that many sites listed Homie the Clown as the creepiest in their state. After reading the explanation, after I read the explanation, this is what I this is what I got. Okay. Throughout the suburbs of Chicago in the 90s, there was a rumor going around elementary schools, there was a creepy man dressed as Homie the Clown. Yes. If you watch Living Color, I don't know if you guys even watch that yeah. show. I watched that. That was funny with Jim Carrey and some other guys on mm-hmm. there. Driving around in a white van, trying to lure kids in with candy and money.
1: Damn, that was actually John yeah. Wayne Gacy. That that's an actual oh. thing. He dressed he dressed right. as a clown. Right. Right.
2: Now, even if it's yeah. Gacy himself, it would not be hard it to be think someone 90s, else should have did it.
1: If it was well, happening in the suburbs know. of Chicago, I, it wouldn't put I wouldn't put it past him, right. You're,
2: you got to put your, your mind in the, in the place of someone that's a little off. You know, clowns seem friendly to kids. You're giving them candy, ignoring the fact that you're in a really creepy minivan that says free candy spray paint on the side of it. Yeah. 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 But, you Uh, know, there's a reason why those stereotypical images appear in media is because it it happened. They did that. So, um, I would say there's probably a shred of truth to that
1: one. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. That's scary. I would man. agree. That, Never heard of it, great. John, when I was a paramedic in there. Oh, but okay. I, I, I could see it happening. Sad. Right. Yeah. Cause
0: I know Gacy. He, yeah. And it, what, oh boy. Yeah. What he did was,
2: was fun, terrible. fun fact um, my ex girlfriend's uncle was mm. a almost Gacy victim. Ooh. Uh, he was he was a teenager at the time, so you know, okay. way back when. And yeah, yeah. him and his dog were invited over by Gacy for dinner. So he's in the house. Gacy would not let the dog inside, so he tied the dog up outside. Uh, Gacy mm. and this kid walk into the house alone together. Gacy closes the door. As Soon as Gacy closes yeah. the door, the dog freaks out. Just mm. barking and barking yeah, and yeah. barking. Yeah. And finally, Gacy Kicks this kid out because the dog's drawing too much attention.
0: Oh,
2: and then God. come to find out that yeah, dog saved his life. Dog saved his life, mm-hmm. and then um, there was a book which, for the life me, I can't remember what it is right now, where he was interviewed about it, about being mm. a, a potential victim, which yeah. is just—it's just—that's crazy. It's crazy the, that a dog literally so- saved his life.
0: So now I got to tell my Jeffrey Dahmer story. Okay. This did not happen to me, but it happened to my cousin in Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. So he worked at the chocolate factory. My cousin and his friend worked at the chocolate factory Dahmer worked at, and they worked next to each other. Okay. Wow. My cousin's friend was gay. So what happened was really quickly. So my cousin tells me this story and it's really still hard for him to tell him and his Friend almost became a victim of uh, Dahmer. Like, wow. Very close. Like, really close. So, what happened was, and the funny thing about Dahmer at the chocolate factory, he was just a guy. Like, Mm -hmm. everyone said, eh, it's Jeffrey. They call him Jeffrey or Jeff. I mean, Eh, Jeff's a little weird, but he's a nice guy. Yeah, Yeah. he's, yeah, he's, he eats lunch by himself, but he doesn't really bug anybody. So, my, yeah, so my cousin's friend, was one time talking to him and my cousin came you know up to him after and jeffrey dahmer kind of looked mad and he kind of stormed off okay and my cousin goes to his friend hey what was that all about he goes oh jeffrey asked me out for a date i said no i didn't feel like it and so flash forward to um all this stuff coming out right so my cousin um so jeffrey or jeffrey dahmer quit the chocolate factory and whatever nobody knew what was going on with them eh, whatever it happens all the time right guys quit and whatever so they're in the lunch break room right all of a sudden newsflash jeffrey dahmer and they show the barrels going out that have all the victims in it and stuff Mm. And my cousin is sitting there next to his friend. His friend just turns pale white, nearly faint. Yeah, and just it. books it out of there. Just I believe run. it. Run. So my, you know, obviously my my cousin's really worried about him and everything like that. And he he calls him up and he says, "It gets worse, by the way." <laughs> he oh. Calls him up and he says, "Hey, you know, I, I'm the cousin really, called Jeffrey you know, Dahmer." No, call, not every time called by uh, his friend up. Let me oh, up. it's like called his friend up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jeff. Oh, <laughs> were what, you going on? to kill me? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I thought we had so, something. Yeah, what's going on? So he calls his friend up to make sure he's OK and everything like that. And he said, you know what happened? He makes it worse. And he goes, oh, I don't know what what's worse. He says, Well, I went to the bar. So Jeffrey Dahmer used to go to this bar in Milwaukee. That's what gave most of his victims. So my cousin's friend went to the bar that Mm -hmm. night. It's a gay bar, went to it just to get a drink and hang out. There's Jeffrey, right? So Jeffrey comes up to him and says, Hey, you know, I don't know, Stan, whatever his name was. Hey, Stan, you know, how about coming back to my apartment? We'll watch a movie. You know, just hang out, have a good time. Well, what happened was my cousin's friend was kind of drunk and he was about to go with them when this other one of these guys that uh, eventually became one of his Jeffrey Dahmer's victims said, hey, I'm going home with you. What the fuck? (laughs) <laughs> and then the, and and then my cousin's friend was like, oh, if you already have a date, you know, that's okay. Jeffrey Dahmer's like, yeah, okay, whatever. And the guy that walked out with him that night was one of his victims. And wow, he, so he almost like twice got Jeffrey Dahmer is into his apartment.
1: Tonight. Well, at least John, he didn't <laughs> go over and have dinner and survive because God only knows what he would have eaten. Well <laughs>
2: Mike my, my question is is you know when you when you think about it, you know, these stories sound just out of this world. Yeah. But how many people did this really happen to? Yeah. How many mm-hmm. people had that this, this been close call with death a victim. and never realized yeah. it? Yeah. You know Absolutely. how many how right. many guys were in that bar going? Hey, you're a really good looking dude. Let's go back and and you know Dahmer's like, oh, I gotta do the fridge right now. I don't want to deal with
0: this another time, <laughs> another time. Ah, uh, some spring cleaning, Damn, right? God.
1: And meanwhile, so, that be, that guy
0: almost became
1: my name on a list. Later.
2: But <laughs> uh, you know, it's like. How many people had such a close call with death and
1: never realized it until it was too late? Never realized. it. You know, there's a, there's, there's a statistic out there and, uh, you know, out of, out of all the years that you're living in, in America, you will encounter a serial killer at least seven times in your life that you have no idea. That they're yeah. a serial killer. Yeah, yeah.
2: I've been crazy. friends with Dan crazy. for 13 years, and yeah, and I'm sure I've go. experienced a, a serial killer many times over that 13 years.
0: You, you, you've gone into the basement and gone, what's that smell, Dan? That's a really weird smell down here. Yeah. Oh, a lot of bleach in your basement. I, I do Dan. have that Ooh, freezer that, that I
1: won't let anybody open. <laughs> He's got this freezer that's got a padlock on it. The bottom's all yeah, rusted out and red. Yeah. Let me just tell yeah. you both something right now if i decided to ever become a serial killer i would be uh, the worst motherfucker you'd ever know and i would make jeffrey dahmer look like a schoolgirl. i so, mean if you're gonna do it you might as well go know. all the way absolutely might, no right. don't absolutely don't, don't. i want them to rank me up there like hitler right don't half-ass yeah, it you just you yes, gotta go yeah. no you're Get gonna go. Olympics you better become. Print. Yes, yeah, right. become committed jump
0: bin, and jump in all ass. It's,
2: we're we're in yes. the NFL of murdering people now.
0: We're absolutely, of murdering people, yes,
1: right. absolutely. If I'm gonna do it, I'm so, gonna do it right. So <laughs> there, ain't no, show, there ain't no there ain't nobody Took a turn. It just <laughs> went dark. just
0: <laughs> what really dark. Well, dark. Gary Lane fights before John well, gets
1: murdered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That Dan Norvell is going to kill someone. <laughs> I've been outside the whole time. Uh... <laughs> no, but uh... but you stop and think, you know, just yeah, yeah. just a, uh, you know, just a a little a little chance, you know, just a little bit of luck mm. saved those people's yep. lives, and yeah. you know, Absolutely. somebody Absolutely. was watching it's over them.
2: Uh, a drunk dude that really wanted to get it in. A dog, you know, I just.
0: Yeah. things that right. are
2: out of your control 100 yeah that
1: dog could have laid down and said oh i'm gonna wait here. and shut yeah. up and never seen never seen that boy right. again. that
2: that that mm. drunk guy could have been like oh i wanted to go home with the cute dude oh well back to shots mm. Mm. no yeah. <laughs>
0: crazy no yeah so before i end the show i got one more question dan i'm going to start with you sure. your bucket list which you want to investigate. So give give me the one place you'd be like, that is my dream place. I want to investigate if I could. Gettysburg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gettysburg. That's a good one. Yep. The entire place or a specific battle? Just the entire place. Wow. I that's
1: would amazing. just love to go out there and spend it like a month.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Some, Gettysburg some for me.
0: There. Yeah. Larry?
2: Um, Gettysburg is also on my list. But in, in terms of, you know, having an interesting answer, I'll go to number two. Um, And, and in all honesty, you know, I, I feel like if you spun a globe and stuck your finger anywhere in Europe, it would be a great time.
0: Yeah. Oh, There's absolutely.
2: just every country has such really... Deep rich history yes. that spans centuries. Yes. You know, you, you could yes. go to Rome and, and get Roman legions yes. marching around. You could go to Germany and get Germanic mm-hmm. tribes warring each other. You know, mm-hmm. every country yes. has something that's that is
1: is centuries yes. of war. Can you, know, you imagine the press, blood in in history. Blood history? I mean, could you yeah. imagine, you know, and they never talk about it. But can you imagine how how haunted Auschwitz must be? You are not Ooh, allowed yes, to yes. do it there. You are
2: not allowed you to are even not allowed. talk about ghosts there. No. Really? You are not allowed to. The the tour guides
1: really? are very against absolutely it. not.
2: Yeah. My my sister, my cousins, my aunt and uncle went over there and they brought up the topic mm. talking about me and, and they're like, we don't talk about that here. Nope. Very against
1: it. Can you imagine, though? I mean, how many hundreds of thousands of people, oh, uh, you know, God, and crazy. it was grisly, and and then oh, they yeah. were just and uh, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine probably a more haunted place on on the earth than that. No, but that yet, you'll, Saturday, ne- you'll never find out.
2: I'm sure there are no. old smaller camps that were tore down that are now just like an empty field. You might yeah. be able to get some stuff if you can pinpoint that exactly, mm. but in terms of the ones that are now, you know, museums, good luck. Mm. Good luck.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. Ah, uh, mine is a weird one. Ah, uh, so you guys know about the uh, catacombs under Paris, right? Where oh yeah. They put all the skulls yep. and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's mine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, would, like Auschwitz, they will not let you go on anything anymore. It's, it's one but of those locations where you spin the globe and you're like,
1: Paris. Oh, I know where to go. People yeah, have been lost that, in those catacombs to correct. never be seen again. Correct. It's yeah. very dangerous. Correct. Yeah.
0: There, There is a thing on YouTube where this idiot, and I say idiot appropriately, who just grabbed a camcorder, went down there by himself, and you can see this it's just insane so you see a filming, then all of a sudden he must hear something and he drops his camcorder and he runs and you can just see him running into the dark and i'm thinking two things one granted it's scary shit down there give me a break but you're running into the dark without a flashlight in the catacombs of paris like how did did he post the footage if you left the camera behind (laughs) It, it dropped. Well, it was it, a found footage found thing. thing.
1: Found. Yeah. It was found I footage. saw. I saw that. Okay.
0: Okay. I saw that. Oh, have you seen that? Do you Do you yep. think that's fake? Then, okay.
1: I but it, I got to be honest, John. I think that, I think him and a buddy set it up, and
0: well, because you gotta, like okay. you said,
1: I, why would you run into the complete dark right? if you're terrified well, when that camera that, was but, the only way you had sight?
2: But what are the odds yeah. of the camera landing in just the right way to see you running away?
1: Yeah, that's true. I, but it's exactly, weird. yeah.
0: Um, I don't, I don't little, buy it.
1: I, I call bullshit.
0: Yeah. One little thing I always tell people: I almost bought the Amityville Horror house.
2: <laughs> really?
0: Yes. So nice. Funny, just a quick. This is a quick funny story. So oh, it's gone up for sale many times. Sure. It, it's a Gorgeous house. I mean, just gorgeous. So it went up for sale, because I always look at these things, because that's one of my goals. N- near the end of my life, I keep telling my wife I want to buy a haunted house. And she's like, Yeah, you go ahead, hon. You live in it by yourself. I'm not doing it. So the Amityville came up for sale. And like I said, mm. it's just gorgeous house. So I called the realtor and I said, Hey, I want to buy it. What's you know, what's the whole thing? And the lady goes, Are you a paranormal person? Are you gonna do-? and I'm like Oh yeah. <laughs> and she goes, I'm gonna save you the trouble. It is not haunted. It's mm-hmm. never been haunted. <laughs> I've been doing real estate for thirty years. Pe- multiple families have lived in this. So save your breath and your money. It's not haunted. It's a made-up story. And she went on and on about she knew the uh uh I can't think the of the news right now, um the fails. She knew them. She's like, oh, they were on drugs. They are in the mafia. They're the weirdest family ever. It's all BS. And I said, oh, I still want to come out and just look at it. She goes, sure, you can come out and look at it. So I flew out there and I looked at it. And it's just a regular house. It's Mm -hmm. beautiful. Everyone's done renovations probably, I don't know, countless times. So it's not the same.
2: Well, they and also gotta imagine, you also got to imagine some of those families odd. that did move into it, they probably had it
0: blessed, too. Maybe. Just, just yeah, to be I like, hey,
2: listen, I've seen the movie. Sure. We're going to get Father McMurphy in here, and he's going to bless this place.
1: And oh, sweet Jesus, I'd be more movie. than happy to bless it. The ghost <laughs> is like, well, I'm out of here now. And then now I'll come the normal house. come in and bless it with me vodka. <laughs> So yeah,
0: that's my uh, little claim to fame. Uh, yeah, that's my wife, awesome. I was, and my wife. Um, so I was putting the down payment on everything because I said I, I, I'm doing this. This is once in a lifetime thing. And my, unfortunately, my wife and kids. Uh, well, my kids were younger at the time, and my my wife Ooh, had a good job. So she was like, "Well, hon, I don't want to take all the kids over there, and you know, it's a huge house. So I don't know." And I'm like. Oh, fine. <laughs> so, but yeah, that that was so funny when, like, the That's lady awesome. knew I must have been paranormal. Yeah. She was like,
2: oh, well, God. only we know. would be excited about a house that goes on for sale.
0: Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: So, guys, mm. I could talk to you for hours. This has been amazing. Yeah, I think uh, you I originally you said this was like an hour long show. <laughs> Thank you. Show.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. I think (laughs) you—you don't worry about (laughs)
2: it.
0: rolling, don't
1: worry about (laughs) it, man. We love this. We're gonna have a three-hour show.
0: (laughs) We're staying up all night. Get the caffeine. We're gonna have to make this a six-part
2: show. (laughs) We'll release it one hour every day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is awesome. Uh, Again, I could talk to you guys for hours. Uh, again, tell me, uh, tell my audience. I will put out the links and everything out there so they can find you. But mm-hmm. where can they find you? You know, when they're just Twitter or where you guys yeah. are all right So
2: um, the easiest way is to just Google Expedition Entity. Um, when you do okay. put the links out, we have a link tree that has like twenty okay. links on it. You can find everything on there. Um, but right. we have Facebook, we have Instagram. Um, We've got our merch store. We're on the Paraflix. Everything on Paraflix. You know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, IMDB. We're, I, well, IMDB. We're lightly on TikTok. I just yeah. don't know what to do with TikTok. We're there, Wonderful. but not really. Um, I don't want to do anything with TikTok anymore. That's just are yeah. We're, we're mm. most heavily on Facebook and Instagram. So, awesome. um, but yeah, if you use the link, you, want, the link if,
1: you can find everything. Yeah. If your listeners or, or your viewers right. want to reach out to us, send us a message on there. We'll we'll get back to them. Really? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, so, and if, you know, so someone's listening always, and the link it, isn't available okay. yet, you know, you could just type in L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E backslash expedition entity, and that'll take you yeah. right to the link. It'll take you everywhere we're at. And then you've yeah. got, you know, our trailers, you've got a direct link to Paraflix, you know our our speaking things are set up there our merch store everything we have is on one easy awesome. to find place
0: awesome again thank you so much guys this has been wonderful oh, thank i you. had a blast and uh we always always end the show like this say hi to your ghosts so we you know we're <laughs> friendly hi ghost. How are you doing? hi ghosts ghosts let me go to sleep then, tonight don't wake me <laughs> up and then Stay spooky, guys. Thank you so much. You guys we will.
1: That. Yeah. Thanks, John. <laughs> bye Thanks, bye. John. Thank bye you bye.
0: so much.
2: Bye.